Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. This week's episode of Wobble comes complete with Lauren from Girl vs. Cancer. Now, her Instagram handle is GirlStoleLondon. Um, Lauren has the most incredible story where she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she speaks about how her life was impacted in a negative way, but also that then came a positive way. Um, She has really owned the skin that she's in. She has really taken her situation by the horns and flipped her life around. She's created a forum for young women to be part of and I think it's so inspiring and if you feel any form of self-doubt, this podcast, I think this podcast episode will flip your head around. She's incredible. We absolutely love having her on Wobble. Lauren, how are you, love? I'm all right, bit of a cough. Yeah. Um, enjoying the fact that it's not a blizzard. Yes, I'm, no I'm more very snow. Well, yeah. So what is going on for you right now in terms of in terms of everything? Because, I mean, girl versus cancer is just getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? It's snowballing. It's yeah. quite overwhelming. Like, I basically had a life, got cancer, came out of cancer, got a business. Uh, not really sure. <laughs> so I'm just all of a sudden trying to navigate a bit. I'm just going with it. And seeing what happens next, I'm just letting it flow. Totally, yeah. and doing good things. It is do- well. It's doing amazing things actually. Because so let's go back a bit. How how old were you when you were diagnosed? Thirty one. You're thirty one. Ripe old age. And <laughs> and how did you find out? How uh, did you? Oh, there it? was a big old lump in my boob. I don't have big boobs. They're tiny. They are ridiculous. They're not even a boob. I always call them a goodwill gesture. They're not even breasts. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just there. It's like yes, you are a girl. We better give you these. <laughs> so I like they just they were just there. And actually, I just brushed it. Like, I just felt it. And I was like, oh, that's big. It was in the outer part of my boob. Yeah. And I've got small boobs and it was a big lump. Right. But I automatically assumed it was a cyst. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, like, we all would. You know, yeah. you just think, oh, okay, well, this will be all right. I'll just go yeah. and get it whipped out. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely nothing. And I didn't actually get diagnosed for three months after I found it because I was just backwards and forwards to the walk-in clinic. I was like, I found a lump. They're like, yeah, we're not worried about it, but you should get it checked. But because they weren't worried about it, I weren't worried about of it. Of course. So I, I, I'm glad I eventually did go because it could have been a very different story, but I wasn't phased at all going yeah. to get it done. And when I actually did go and get a proper checkup. And the room changed. Well, that was a funny uh, day. Yeah. It, yeah. What a moment. Like, I mean... Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I Like, it's really weird when I talk about it because I feel like it's like a film I've watched. Yeah. I, I know, like, if any, if you go through something, like, quite life-changing, sometimes you almost feel, like, outside looking in. Like, I can't believe that actually happened to me. Yeah. But it was that moment. I just booked the morning off work. 
I, I was going into work afterwards. Right. I was like, I'm going to go for this checkup yeah. and I'm coming in and I just got ultrasounded and the consultant got called over and I just, they know what they're, they know what they're looking at. They do it every day. Yeah. And yeah, they just, it just, they just went like, Lauren, we're going to biopsy you. And I went, pardon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was on my own. I hate needles, anything like that. Any hospital bits, blah, blah, blah. makes me feel sick. Yeah. So like panic modes, yeah. quickly rang mum. Mummy, they're going to do this to me. She's like, babe, calm down. It's a procedure. Like, they have to be precautious. Like, you are doing, get it done because it's for your benefit. It's probably nothing, but they have to do it. Babe, yeah. to rule yeah. it out. So I, like, was a big, brave girl, put me big girl pants on, went back in, got it done. And then after you've had the procedure, you go and see the consultant just to kind of talk about your scan because at that point you don't have your biopsy result. Yeah. And she just went to me. So we found something suspicious um, you'll come back next week for your results. If it is cancer, you'll have an MRI and a CT scan. And I just was like, eh, what if it's not? She went, well, have you had a trauma to the breasts? I said, I, not that oh. I recall. She went, bring someone with you next week. Wow. And it was just like that. And I was like, ah. Oh. And left the room. And honestly, no one would believe me. I was like, I've got cancer. And I was like, no, you haven't. No, you yeah, haven't. Yeah, of course. But for the whole week, I was going through myself. I was not in a good way. No. And I knew. I knew. Did you? I knew. I knew, but I didn't want to believe it. Okay, yeah. Well, of course. Because everything always turns out all right, doesn't it? Yeah, it you does. Always you always think of the worst case yeah. scenario yeah. and it's never... And at that point, how... Was that the first time somebody had said cancer? Yeah, yeah. No, like, before that, it was just, oh, there's a lot you need to get checked. It oh. was never the word cancer. Yeah. What job were you doing at the time? At the time, I'm a social media manager. So that's my that's my role. That's what I do every day. So mm-hmm. at the time, really, when I was going for checkups, I never mentioned it on social, which was really weird because I tell everyone everything on social media. Yeah. And now it's become such a huge thing yeah. to talk about it so much on social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but you must have been processing it. Yeah, I was processing the whole yeah. thing. I, I didn't actually talk about my cancer treatment until the week before my chemotherapy. Right. I, I knew I wanted to. I actually had the girl versus cancer idea was in my head. Yeah. I I went and took pictures with Jay McLaughlin, who's like a photographer. Yeah. Like we we I had the plan but I didn't know how. Is you're in when you find out you've got cancer, you're I, I describe it as bereft. You you are in grief, you're in shock. You it is the weirdest time. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going on and your whole world just changes in in an instant and it takes a while to accept that you've got it. Because the thing is I felt well. I just had a lump that weren't meant to be there. Yeah. The, what made me sick was the treatment. I was absolutely fine. Yeah. So that was weird. I'm walking around and all of a sudden it'll be like, oh my God, I've got cancer. Wow. Just walking around with this lump in me. Like, get it out now. God, yeah. there's, there's, there's no barometer, is there, for that? There's no. nothing that you... Because if you ever get sick before, you get sick or you feel rubbish and then and then you're poorly. And But to, to feel well, to feel mm. absolutely fine and then be told this and then... What sort of goes through your head in that moment? Like, what do you... Do you think you're going to die? Like the first thing I said. Yeah. Well, actually, the first thing I said was, how can I have cancer? I don't have any tits. And the consultant looked at me yeah. like, are you serious? And I was like, I'm serious. Am yeah. I? And then I said like the F word about 17 times. And my mum told me not to swear. And I said, I can effing swear. I've got effing cancer. I, I love that your mum, even in that moment, even in that moment, was like, don't swear. There's no need to no, swear. No, no, don't swear. It's like, swearing was made for this. My yeah. mum is the word. But I get my language from my mother. Right. <laughs> so I was a bit like, hang on, Tina, calm down. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I did. I just said I don't want to die. First yeah. I crying, I'm honest, it was, I just was like, I don't want to die. And the consultant actually laughed at me and went, you're not going to. And I think that's when I kind of did a little head tilt, like, but isn't that what cancer does? Mm. And I've, as I've come to learn that cancer is an illness and sometimes it can be treated, sometimes it can't, unfortunately, but it isn't always a death sentence. And yeah. that was a big game changer for me mentally. Yeah. And how long um, were you going through treatment for? What was the, the time 
process. They call what they call active treatment. I only just finished in in January this year. And so, so how long has that been? Just come out of treatment. Yeah, yeah. So wow. about a year and four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, long time. Um, and I'm having ongoing treatment for the next five to ten years. Hormonal treatments to prevent cancer coming back. We'll try to. So in terms of the all clear, have yeah. you had that? I've had the. I'm yeah. using air quotes. Yes, the all clear. Yeah. Um, I had that. So when they um, tested, what when they take out the area yeah. that had the cancer in it, the margins were what they call clear. So it means there was no active cancer cells in there, yeah. which is really positive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as with cancer, it's a crafty little thing. Yeah. Um, so they can never be 100% sure. So you're not really in remission for five years. So after five years, they can say, right, you're in remission. And how do you live with that? Because that must be there all the time. I, I live with it. Yeah. If I'm honest, I did not realise the resilience I had as a human until I got sick. I actually suffer really, really badly with health anxiety. I have my whole life. I've had counselling for it. Wow. I lost a lot of people quite young in quite tragic circumstances and it warped my sense of death. And I've been terrified of dying my whole life. I was convinced I'm going to die suddenly, really ill, or like in an accident or something. I was just obsessed with my own mortality. Yeah. So that fear was, I mean, that's right at the surface then, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. So when I got cancer, I was like, self-fulfilling prophecy here, son. And then when I realised I was the treatment was working, I was getting better, now it's like, I, I'm, I'm, it's helping me to deal with that. Yeah. I did CBT, and CBT is an incredible thing. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's cognitive behavioural therapy. And what yeah. it does is it, it's almost a counselling in that you go through like things that have affected you in your life but then it also gives you the tools to cope with them so I always use I love a little light analogy but I always do it's like a laundry basket so it's like emptying a laundry basket out yeah and picking out each piece and going right what's this mean yeah where's this come from okay how do we clean it yes and and that's how CBT worked and I didn't actually put it into practice until I got ill right so now when I have these thoughts and they come into my head it's like my body has now just gone nah so I'll have this negative thought, like it's a tr- and, a, and another analogy. This little train pulls in, yeah, and it goes, "Hey, I'm scared of death." And what if the cancer comes back in my brain and we can't get rid of it? Blah. Yes. And I'm like, "Yo, scary thought train. Thanks for stopping by. I acknowledge you, but you can get on out of here." And I just don't get on the train. Wow. And it's very God, hard. That's so powerful. It's very hard to do. Yeah. Very hard. And sometimes I do go a couple of stops. Yeah, yeah. But the old Lauren, pre-cancer. Would have got on the train all the way to the end of it. By the time she got to Cockfusters, had a panic attack. Yes, fine. That yeah. was me. Yeah. Which, I mean, actually, I, mean, <laughs> I, I have never been poorly mm-hmm. in the same at all. Um, but I can totally recognise those negative thoughts mm-hmm. and, and the way that that can play out mm-hmm. in front of you. So for you, it was the, the fear of the fear of yeah, death that yeah. was there before. Then you got poorly. And now it must be fear that you're going to get poorly again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think it's just accepting. I think as a society, we're all so scared to talk about our own death, but it's the one guarantee in life. Yeah. Well, my mum says to me, we're all going the same way. We are. We're all going the same way. We are. There isn't a conversation around it. You're right. People are so scared. And I, of of course, because it feels so permanent, doesn't it? Yeah. And no one wants to exit prematurely, but it is life. Like, Like... Death isn't the end of life, it's part of it. Yeah. yeah and I'm coming so, to accept that now. I'm coming I, to accept it. I have this um, belief that when I when I go, when mm. I croak it, mm. I want to look back on my own life and think, oh, that was amazing. I did Same. everything I wanted to do and I really tried everything. And I've always said, like, I don't want to get to that point and think, oh, I wish I wish I, yep. wish I did that. Yeah. I wish I did that. And where I am right now in this, right this day, I know that if I got hit by a bus leaving yeah. here... I've, yeah. I've done. I've really worked hard, and I've tried, and I've yeah. had fun, and I've laughed, yeah. and that's what I want to. So it is. Yeah. It's interesting how you are, you know, talking about having cancer, but then how it's made you view your life and perspectives completely shifted. Yeah, it I'm must still do. me at my mm. heart, but in my head, it look 
set things differently. What's changed mentally for you, yeah. like, in terms of before you got ill to now? Like, yeah. what's the biggest sort of profound change? Well, for me, it is just going, okay, how do I want to live my life? To get cancer at 32, yeah. 31, is... is, is quite rubbish like well, quite rubbish that's an understatement <laughs> of the year <laughs> it was crap it's actually. a bit pants <laughs> um, it, but I feel also it's kind of like a blessing because I have come through my treatment and I hopefully am getting better slowly but surely I have I'm in a position to change things in my life that weren't working yes I, I would say I was comfortably numb I think a lot of us are in our life we're just comfortably numb yep. just going through day to day getting on with it you don't actually stop and go Am I happy? And when you get ill or something bad happens, like, you know, if you lose someone close to you or there's something bad that goes on, it like that, yeah. clarity. You're, like, very clear what's important, who's important, what I need becomes very clear. Wow. And so now it's, like, as I'm moving back into, like, this new normal, as they call it in the cancer community, it's keeping that at forefront and going... I've got time for this, I ain't got time for this. And that's why Girl vs Cancer has been such a driving force for me and got me through a lot because it was a coping mechanism to focus on during a time where I couldn't let my mind wander. So when did you no. start Girl vs Cancer? Basically, I, I came up with the idea the week I got diagnosed, um, but wow. I actually started talking on social media the week before I started chemo, so October 2016. Yeah. And in the space of a year and a bit, it's just gone. Pff, yeah. Um, in a really good way. I was actually at the hospital today for an ECG and a woman came out of a room just before I went in and she was like, you're Lauren. Brilliant. And I said, yeah. Oh, how and amazing. And she said, my friend told me to follow you. We've got mutual friends. And I was like, yeah. She went, I've, she was just, she's just about to have a mastectomy. Yeah. She was just like, thank you so much. It's really helping me. And I, because I was given a leaflet the day I got told I had cancer. And I'll be really honest, I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm like, I'm 31 years old. I wear lipstick every day. I go out and get boozy on the weekend. I'm I'm single. I'm, I'm a fun-loving girl about London. I'm about town. Yeah. And when you hand me a leaflet of a 50-something-year-old woman in a really bad headscarf in tan tights, and honey, I'm never wearing tan tights. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that is never, ever going to be me, though. No. And I didn't recognise this woman. No. And I was like... That doesn't resonate with me. And I went online to try and find women like me. Yeah. But all the forums are full of women who, you know, there are some good things on there, but also people don't talk about the good stuff. They talk about the really sad, rubbish, scary stuff because they want to offload it. Yeah. So they're really scary places. And I was like, nah. And I almost created my own, like, curated experience of this is what my cancer looks like to me. Yeah. This is my experience it through my eyes, on social media, with my tone of voice. And the minute I spoke, other women chimed in. I didn't expect it. No. It was just cathartic for me. Yeah. And then women just came to me and said, I'm going through the same. I'm the same as you. Yes, preach, you know. And that was really powerful. Yeah. And, like, it was... Tessa Jow actually said it in um, the House of Lords a little while ago, this community of love and cancer patients find each other, and they do. Yeah. And so that's what's happening over the last year. And where's it at now? Now, that's really exciting. <laughs> um, now, so now I launched, basically it was, it lived on my old blog, because I had a blog, I was always toying in and out of blogs for years. Um, and now it's its own URL, same yep. website. It's got a charity t-shirt store on it. But Which also, I love. love them. Then, like Danielle Pisa. Yeah, big whoop whoop, big girl for tanning her, and that's yeah. how I know her. She's in your campaign. Yeah, she's she? amazing. She looks yeah. great. And yeah. I um, work a lot with Laura Jane Williams, Yay! so I know Laura. So, and that's actually how I heard about it in the yeah. first place because she had the t-shirt with the jubblies. She loves it. She loves, she loves that t-shirt, and and that's how I kind of came in I just thought these were very cool t-shirts that were highlighting something important mm. and they were doing good and it was a it was a charity thing so I had no idea that it was your story that was behind it until I started following you and obviously got stuck yeah, in yeah it's really weird again like I just feel like you know sometimes 
people say like you have that moment you feel like you're on the right path like I feel like I was meant to have got cancer wow because I've got a big gob and I've got a really good <laughs> network and through the years of digital marketing I feel like everything I've learned through my career the networks I've made the relationships I've made have all come together and clicked when I got ill to do something really good and I've never felt like I've like you know I've always felt like I'll try this I'll try that I can handle my heart say I should be doing this and I'm doing the right thing and yeah. I feel like this is going the right way never felt like that in my life and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just really excited. I've never felt that way. And it's all about cancer. Isn't that weird? It is. But it's also, it's it's something that you've been through. It's mm. it's very personal to you. Yeah. And that moment where you said, you know, there was no forum for you. There was mm. no, you found that, you created it yourself. Yeah, you created yeah. that. And you were saying, it's it's completely okay to be like this. Yeah. And I don't want to wear those tights, but yeah. I'm still a person. And yeah. you are helping other people in such a strong, beautiful yeah. way. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Because I feel like there's two Laurens here. I feel yeah. like there's a Lauren pre-cancer and there's a Lauren post-cancer. Yes. What was the, was there a tipping point for you? Like having, I mean, having a mastectomy must have been. Well, I actually didn't have to have one. I've got a lumpectomy. Okay. So I've got to keep the little diddy. Because it it's really weird. For me, I have actually said recently, if I'd had a mastectomy, I'd probably feel a lot differently about my breasts. Yep. Um, I laughed and joked about it when I first got sick. I was like, I'm going to get new boobs. I'm going to actually have boobs. <laughs> didn't happen. Her, her <laughs> was snatched away from me. <laughs> um, but I feel like I would have been a little bit more kind of I'd feel maybe a bit differently because something physically had been removed if that makes sense but yeah. what it's actually done is I don't look at my body the way I used to look at it I used to look at it aesthetically yes I would I'm same as every other girl out there I look in the mirror I'm like that bit's wrong don't like that bit that that's there that's there don't want that there could do with this and 
I will rem- I never forget it was actually March last year I was in my last chemo and something flashed up on my Instagram um, on my um, Facebook memories oh sometimes they're good sometimes they're so bad you're like why why now <laughs> ex-boyfriends and stuff you're like no yeah horrible tops yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like what was I thinking yeah what was that fringe yeah, yeah. I didn't fringe need to do that yes yeah <laughs> um, and it was a picture of me the year before so early 2016 in my in um, Dubai on a hen do with my friends and that was at a time where I was working out I, I'm quite an active person I've got a lot of energy to burn up so I was like spinning a lot I felt really body confident and I looked at this picture of of this girl yeah. with her bob and her like just happiness and just bouncing around in a bikini and I was sat at home with a face full of like a whole rash across my whole face no hair like wispy hair like a little chick um, no eyebrows no lashes bloated from steroids pale I was basically see through like a jellyfish and I was like, oh, my God, if I could speak to that girl and just tell her how bloody gorgeous she is. Yeah. Because you don't realise. And because of that, I don't. I Every time I look in the mirror now and I go to nitpick something, I'm like, don't do that. No one else will see that. Stop doing it. Yeah. Because mm. it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. No one else does it. I don't like my teeth. I've always said I'm going to get braces. And I say to my mum, she's like, why? No one else sees it. No. And it's, I think you've got lovely teeth. It's like, but they're just, lovely. All it, yeah, there's just one that's a little bit wonky and like where my wisdoms are coming down, they're moving a lot. But it's just always been a thing. Yeah. But then yeah. I've, I've gone to go, no one cares. No one cares. But also it's amazing, isn't it, that we give so much energy to something like that. Yeah. that that's so much energy to be giving, to go, I hate my teeth, I need mm. to get them changed, I need to find the money, I need to get yeah. braces, I need to da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. So to be, it, I love what you said about that it, none of it would have happened if it, if it hadn't been for the cancer. Yeah. It's and, very optimistic. Yeah. But also with what you're saying about we're all comfortably numb because yeah. we are yeah. like, you know, we just are. And I know this is a very weird question, but are you almost grateful for what's happened to have woken you up from yeah. that? I know that's a really weird thing. And I almost feel like I'll be honest, if the cancer did come back, I might not feel grateful. No, I might feel jaded and I wouldn't maybe have the same mindset. But at this point now I do because I feel like something's come to test me and I've done something positive with it, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. And it, wasn't a conscious thing it's just how I dealt with it and I'm so grateful that it's become something so positive and actually it's given me a purpose in life now it's given me a reason it might end in six months time like something else might come along or it might wear out or people might get bored I don't know but it's for now it's doing something really positive and isn't it nice that something so horrible can happen and traumatic but yet there's a light that can shine out of it. Oh my bit. God, it's so inspiring. So that's it's huge. Why. It keeps me going. I, I'll be honest, I think if I didn't have this, I don't know if I'd be okay mentally. Right. I'm still processing a lot every day. It's a very weird thing going through an illness like that. And I'm sure it's the same, not just with cancer, with any kind of real like life trauma a, a moment yeah, yeah yeah i've got friends who've got like real immune issues and blood problems and 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 it's not cancer but jesus it affects their life and and you know it's always it's what's your mortality just dangling mm. there in a carrot going Ooh. yeah you're aware of it's, it every day. It, it's it's other people as well. It's mm. the people that you love. It's yeah. the, those people that are around you. Um, I had a conversation over the weekend with a death doula. Okay. Um, so because I, I, which I didn't know was a thing. Oh, I know really? that there's, there's birth doulas, which What's are a doula. So it's a. I love the way you say doula. So I suppose it's somewhere in between a midwife. Um, and a birthing like, yeah, partner. birthing partner. Okay. So it's very common with births that they'll guide you through it, and okay. it's all very almost very... like a sidekick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that they had it for death. So, yeah, so if somebody's poorly or they're dying, they can have this death doula. And I was talking to her, and she said really similar stuff to you that it, that doing that work and going through all that had completely changed how she lives. And she's not been poorly, but she's mm. obviously seen it. And she.
and she said what is the thing that it all comes down to every single person who is dying it's love it's just mm. love yep. it's love for the people that's around them it doesn't have to be romantic it's just love for yeah. the people in their lives and, and their love mm-hmm. all the way back to them that's the only thing that you have in yeah. that moment no it's very true that, and that's what life is about yeah life is connection that is it that yeah. is all that matters your money your looks it does not matter how do you how do you sort of um, deal with that Lauren on a day to day basis because we've all got to clean the yeah. loo and we've all got to earn a living yeah. and we've all got to do stuff that we just don't want to yeah. do today actually so how how do we do it do you know what I mean how do you sort of bring I, I actually from... love the mundane I get great comfort in cleaning the house and changing my bed sheets because when you be going through something as scary as cancer and you have to go to hospital every day and do all these really big scary things changing the bed's a nice little break mm. And it's mm. taking those moments to just be. Like, I found that I really try, and it's a challenge because I'm always on the go. Even now, I'm at 60%. You should have seen me before I got old oh, Jesus. It's like taking that moment to be present and going, this is where I'm at in my life. This is what's important. What am I doing now? Because I think we're always looking to the next thing all the time. Yeah, constantly. Like, you'll be in a conversation mm. with someone, but you'll be thinking about what you're having for lunch. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's really hard to stay present. Um, what, and what I try to do that. What do you do to keep yourself feeling good? Because from like I'm listening mm. to you talking, I'm like, God, it, it it would be so easy to just let go of the reins yeah. and just fall down that spiral yeah. and just always be thinking, what, what if, what yeah. if, what if? Like, what do you do that makes you think, oh, that makes me feel better about myself? Girl versus cancer does that, if I'm honest, because every what I put in, what I get out, it's like it's much bigger what I get out of it. Mm. Yeah, um, and. For me, that helps. It's a distraction technique, basically. But what I'm learning is that it's a distraction technique, but it's actually, I'm so focused on it because I'm too scared to let my mind wander. So I actually have to stop sometimes and go, Mm. you need a day. Like, I've taken a week off work this week because I just need a week to just, like, make my own move at my own pace and just see how I feel. Like, Mm. because I think I feel my life with so much because I'm too scared to not, because I'm too scared to think about what's just happened. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um... So I'm still learning. I'm still learning what's what's right. Um, all I do know is that Lauren pre-cancer was a party girl. She was out all the time doing naughty things. And now I don't do that anymore. I can't I can't afford to be hungover all the time because I've got too much going on. Yep. My body mm. doesn't like it. Um, and it's just a change of pace and a change of lifestyle, which is really quite hard. Yeah. Mm. Because it changes your relationships. It changes your, like... Your... Do you find that you've lost friends through doing that? So that I've lost them, it's just I've prioritised differently. Mm. So there's people that you party pals, you know? Yeah. Mm. That you see out on the weekends and, like, you go out with them because you make feel good. But when you're drunk or chewing the ear off someone in the toilet, it's not real connection, is it? No. No. It's, it's... But it's it's easy to get caught up that that's part of your identity. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. look, I'm so fun. I'm out all the time. Yeah. I'm doing this. So, yeah, that's uh, it's a big thing to let go of. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. And like, don't get me wrong, I still, like go out and have a drink but it's not to the extent I did I'm not like three days in the bounce I'm not staying out to wait in mm. the morning yeah it's it's a very very different way of doing things and it's still again learning like yeah. I used to smoke like a chimney when I drink and I went out on Friday and I had one cigarette all night which bearing in mind I've got a really bad cough and cold wasn't wise as an idea at all but for me that's massive yeah and I'm like, okay, this is happening. It's slowly, but it's a process. And I try not to beat myself up about it. Mm. Yeah. I know people listen thinking, well, if I had cancer, I would not do this. And I would only eat vegetables and only eat turmeric. And it's like, yeah, like when you're ill, you do think like that. But actually, you're still you. Yeah. And you've got no idea how you'd feel. Mm. I mean, how could you have predicted yeah, no. how yeah. you would? I have no idea how I would respond or actually what my priorities yeah. would be. If you do wobble, yeah. what makes you wobble? With, well, if it's the cancer stuff, yeah, it's the life-death stuff. For me, I'm in a community 
I've put myself bang in the middle of a cancer community now. Yeah. And unfortunately, that does mean there's people around me that I love and care about that get sick again, might not make it. And that's a reality I have to face every day. But I refuse. It'd be so easy for me to step back and bury my head. Yeah. But then I wouldn't be authentic. Mm. And this is real and this is actually happening. And actually, sometimes by having to face my biggest fear head on, it's helping me to process a lot of what I go through in my head. Yeah. So that makes me wobble quite often. Mm -hmm. But other than that, outside of all the cancer malarkey, it's boys. Boys make me wobble. <laughs> because I just, I'm I'm good as gold. I'm quite independent. I've been single for a very long time. Yeah. And I quite like myself. And I actually find it's, when I let someone else in who makes me doubt myself, that's when I wobble. They're, they're, they're not the right person for you. No, they're not. 100%. That's no, what you not. need to learn from that. Yeah. So that's why I tend to not date because I don't like letting anyone in. I'm <laughs> no. like, you make me wobble. I don't like it. So, yeah. How's um, sex since cancer? Um, well, this year I have not seen a penis, but last year I, I threw <laughs> myself into a pile of them. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's been a year and a half and I was like, do you know what? Got to practice, babes. So I went, actually, it's really weird. I kind of, I didn't, I don't really, I didn't connect last year, really. No. I kind of was just like, I need to feel sexy. I need to feel wanted. I need to feel control here. Yeah. And that's what I did. It was kind of like you, me, home now. That yeah. was my attitude. Yeah. Now I've settled down a bit because I think I just threw myself into You needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you needed it. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I needed <laughs> it. Um, but I'm actually going through the very early stages of a medical menopause. Right. So because my cancer's hormonal, they have to shut my ovaries down because my cancer feeds off hormones. If I've got loads of hormones running around and there is any cancer cells chilling somewhere, they might be like, yo, come here, let me eat you and grow. So they're, they've had to block them, which is really weirdly, I found very challenging. Right. It's really messed with my head mm. because my sexuality is such a massive part of how I identify myself. Mm. Yeah, of course. And I'm a young adult. I'm in my 30s. I'm in the prime of my life. And all of a sudden, it's like, you're going to be infertile. I didn't even know if I want kids. Right. Mm. I've been single eight years. And now it's a whole new dynamic. It's hard enough to find a good man. But finding mm. someone and going, I actually really like you, but my vagina is very dry. Soz, we've got to use all these lotions and potions. And that is quite an intimidating thing. Yeah. So I've kind of just stopped the dating for a while. I'm going, do you know what? I'm going to focus on me. Yeah. Focus on my mind. Focus on the career. And then when the right penis shows itself I'll hop on but <laughs> yeah. until then um, I'm just it's, it's a hard thing it does make you your, ident your sexual identity does change a little bit for me it has anyway yeah which I think mo I think a lot of people would say mm. that wouldn't they and again if I lost my breast I might feel the same again yeah. about getting naked and that in front of someone to be yeah. honest you can't really with mine it's, it's a scar around the nipple and a scar under my arm um, and actually I've got one really tanned boob because of radiotherapy which is quite funny <laughs> right so I've just got like tan lines in the in the reverse <laughs> I did not know that that was a thing oh I did, I not, did not either no fun and games yeah so in that respect but also it's weird I feel kind of protective over my body now and I don't want mm. anyone to disrespect my body yeah so I'm last year I threw myself into it and I, I made the decision I chose who I wanted to sleep with it wasn't anyone taking advantage of me but now I'm so conscious. I'm like, you can't come near this. This is precious cargo. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more. I'm picking and choosing. Yeah. Do you feel like when you went through treatment and you know you said earlier you've lost you lost your eyelashes, mm. your skin was really translucent, you lost your hair. Mm. Um, having that must have like really affected your body confidence and how you looked at yourself mm. after going right down to mm. the bottom for you in that place. Has that like how do you view your body now? Do you know what one of the best perks of having cancer is? Everyone tells you how good you look afterwards. Oh, really? All the time. <laughs> Everyone's like, you look really good. And I'm like, yeah, I do, because I've got hair. <laughs> yeah, I do, because I have not got a rash on my face. I know it sounds weird, but no. I do. Like, I, honestly, I, when I curl my eyelashes, put mascara on every day, I get buzzing. Yeah. I'm so happy that I've got lashes. 
What a lovely thing to be grateful for. Yeah. What a lovely Gosh. moment of grief. You must have so many. I mean, people make the link all the time, don't they, between mm. gratitude and happiness. Mm-hmm. And so, what a lovely thing. Because I always thought your eyelashes never grew back. Is that a myth? Yeah, it's a myth. They do. Right. It's very weird how after chemo, how quickly things roll back around. Right. I finished chemo a year ago, end of this month. Wow. And it's like. Look at you now. My hair is crazy. It's grown back curly. That's another thing people don't realise. Your hair grow- can grow back different. My hair was dead straight and shiny. I've had clients was it say really? Yeah. yeah. I curly. never knew that. Never knew that. I, I feel like someone else's hair is on my head. I don't know what to do with it. It's like a Playmobil, you know, when you sort the hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like all the time. It's crazy. Um, Lauren, it's been. It's been a dream. It's been it's so been inspirational. It's been to have you. I know. We'll get a bottle of wine, get the yeah. drinks trolley in. We'll see yeah. Honestly, it's so... It makes me want to run out and tell everyone that I know that I love them. Mm. It's that classic thing, isn't it, of just not worrying. Not yeah. worrying. And being kind to yourself. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we, you get one life and you should be so grateful. Like, looking at your body and going, you're awesome. I think with the internet and with, like, especially somebody who works on social media with Instagram and stuff... The way we perceive beauty is quite, I'm, it's worrying. Yeah. Like, I recently had a conversation with my friend about um, Botox. She's 32. Yeah. And she's got a line here, and she, which I never noticed. Mm. She is so obsessed with it, and she's getting Botox. I'm like, babe, please don't do it. Because I'm just so worried. I feel like as women, we're all buying into this. Yes. And then so everyone else, and now I'm looking at my lines in my head, and I never yeah. did before. Wow. It's very <gasps> powerful. It is. Very powerful. And I'm just like, stop. Looking at yourself like that, you're beautiful. You've got lives because you've laughed. Yes, because you've lived a good life. Yes. Oh my God, that's it. What parting advice would you have to pass on to those listening uh, from your experience? Mm, God, it's my time to be profound. (laughs) What profound words? I think it's just, just stop and be present. Like, feel, feel everything. Like, be present in your life because, literally. You're not getting this back. This isn't a test. This is literally it. Yeah. So live your best life. And by being present and knowing what's right for you, just do you. Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think, like we said before, I was comfortably number four. Now I'm like, no, make things count. Make your life count. Make it matter. Because when you do eventually go, all that's going to be left is your connection to people and the and what you did and who you are. And if you've not really done anything. Yeah. Sorry, mate, but you'll be forgotten. <laughs> yeah. What's your name again? <laughs> yeah. Lauren, thanks so much. Thank you, thank you. You've been awesome. Um, let's have some plugs. Oh, plugs. Okay, so, oh, fun stuff. If you do want to find out more, girlvscancer.co.uk is a site where you can go to for advice, support, whether you, a friend, a loved one has gone through cancer or you're just curious to know more. Um, it's got blog posts on there from my treatment. It's also got articles from other women and also some very nice T-shirts. Um, a Amazing. percentage of which is charity. Which we've raised £18,000 for in three Woo! months. Wow. <laughs> for the cancer charities I support. Another very exciting thing is I'm actually go- I'm actually part of a podcast on the BBC called the You, Me and the Big C and it's me and two other girls who are currently in cancer treatment talking like we talk about cancer. Um, no one really does that. So again, if anyone wants to tune into that, that's going to be quite fun. It actually is really fun. I know it's a really weird subject to say, but yeah, yeah. So that's that. And just come find me and say hi if you need anything. I've got a community, and we can all help you. So, oh, Lauren, so thank lovely. you, thank you, thank you. Woo, Lauren! Woo! Applaud yourself. Yeah. She's so inspirational. She's, I'm a bit in love with her, actually. I just think, and, and one of the things that she said just just as she was leaving was about her worth. 
she's like she now knows her worth and what a what an amazing thing to be able to turn around and go I know what I'm worth now and I'm not going to stand for this and actually it was amazing how much speaking to her I haven't had cancer I don't know anyone who has had cancer um, but there was so much in what she was saying that I could relate to and that I got inspired about things that had really changed for her the mindset the, all those sort of harmful thoughts that she was just getting rid of now because she just don't need them I think as well for me like imagine losing all your hair your eyelashes imagine that moment where you're looking in front of the mirror and just from what she was saying her confidence just goes yeah and she has just built herself back up she comes in and she's just this beautiful ray of energy and I feel very inspired by her and how she was saying there's no time yeah. for that this is no dress rehearsal so don't do it no don't hate yourself because there's no point you don't, you're not going to get a second no, chance no that's it and I used to think that about my body I used to be like oh well when I've got the body I want and it's like well hang on a minute no not getting a different body this is this is it this is, this is it babes and it's healthy and it's yeah. happy and let's yeah God. that's a really good point because you know especially after we've spoken to Lauren our bodies are healthy yes you know we, we're very lucky and whatever we have whatever's like there not there who knows but like we're lucky to be yeah. here and yeah. that's the most important thing to remember and I think I, I feel incredibly I mean there was a point where I nearly cried yeah there was a point where I really yeah, nearly it lost it I was like oh my god I just love you I feel very empowered from that girl and how she had a horrible thing happen to her she saw that there was not the help that she needed and she championed it created this hub that she now every single day she is helping people alongside yeah. a job you know she's juggling lots but she's also viewing herself as the person that she should have viewed herself before it happened yeah it's funny how that's it's funny the how amazing the world, bit yeah the world turns um thank you so much for listening to this episode of wobble i'm sarah powell and i'm jules von hat um you can find us online the best thing to do is to go to our instagram which is jules and sarah podcast uh find us there come and have a chat and also uh, rate this podcast we'd love that yes yes we love being rated subscribe Absolutely. and this is in association with a tanning brand that i have co-founded called isle of paradise a brand that is here for you uh, to help you look and feel better. And we'll see you next time for another brilliant guest. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.